It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, we're the defective characters. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Rudolph. And I'm James. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience of how Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Rudolph shares his experience, strength, and hope, and how alcohol made him feel better after being rejected from the reindeer games, and how AA gave him a place where he belongs and his cure for alcoholic flush syndrome and recovery <laughs> in this episode 67 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Next time. Next time, I'm going to proofread. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good idea. That was, I can't believe y'all let me do these topics. Yeah, that was, that was horrendous. So um, <laughs> let's, let's do a check. Merry let's, Christmas, everyone. Let's do a check-in. Hold on, Dennis. You're in a rocking chair, and every time you rock, I feel like we'll catch every other word. So we'll have to be no, conscious. No, Rudolph, and this is a sleigh. Yeah. So I'm like. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, uh, you, you know. So, uh, well, hey, Merry Christmas. So it's it's Christmas Eve. I usually start with James, but I'm going to switch it up. So, Dennis, paint us a picture. How's the holiday season? What are you doing for Christmas tomorrow? Um, so I built an iron farm. Yeah, it was it was a thing. I had to round up some villagers and a zombie. You put them up in the air with some beds. But now I got infinite iron and poppies. So Christmas is good, guys. Okay. So that's what that's what you're doing in real life. But what are you doing in, in Fortnite? Fortnite? I don't do Fortnite. <laughs> that's an insult. <laughs> Fortnite. Uh, James uh, knows what I'm talking about. Yes. See? See? But everything's um, everything's good. Are you are you traveling for Christmas? Um, I haven't made a decision yet. I have until tomorrow to make the decision on if I'm going to go down to my sister's house and do family, you know, holidays with them. What does that hinge on? Um, on how comfortable I feel with the anxiety and everything that's going on. Um, I'm still not fully comfortable being in crowds and and whatnot you know maybe if i magically get a vaccine within like a day probably won't happen though but um yeah i don't know it's really i'll pray on it and do a little meditation on it and see how i feel yeah okay nice yeah well merry christmas thank you yeah Thanks for sending it back. Uh, James. <laughs> James has everything for you. Merry Christmas. Good. Um, you know, Merry Christmas. It's a Christmas Eve, and it feels really good. Um, 
I can't wait to open presents tomorrow. I, I, I actually wrapped about three presents for myself. So it looks like I got some presents. Um, my wife, she's not a present person. So that's okay. Cause I've gotten to this point where if I want something, I buy it. <laughs> so I get, I don't really need presents anymore. But it's still. Did you wrap her presents? Of course, least? I wrapped her presents. Yeah, they're they're under the tree. But um, I just, uh, which is okay. I'm okay with it. You know, I don't. I've I've gotten presents my whole life. Now I've gotten to the point where I'm I'm the gift giver. I don't get presents. I give them, and I love that. I I love to live to give today. Um, I watched uh, a Christmas Carol. It's a 2019 film. Uh, I found it by accident on Hulu. And it is an amazing rendition of um, the classic Christmas Carol. It's got Guy Pierce as Ebenezer Scrooge, and um, Andy Serkis is on there as the ghost of Christmas Past. And it's got an incredible cast, and it is amazing. Um, if you can watch it, Dennis, I know you would appreciate it. You too, Mike. You got Hulu? No, but I get a good friend that does. Oh boy! And um, other than that. <laughs> Um, no, all is well. You know, I only, um, I only worked nights this week, um, so I could spend the days with the kids. Um, I decided to not take off the entire week because, uh, shifts are scarce and I need money these days (laughs) and there's not a lot of people going out. So I decided to work three nights while the kids are here, the nine days. So it's really roughly only uh, six hours each night and they'll just be, you know, relaxing in the room. So they probably won't even notice I'm gone. Like I'll be back like, Hey, Oh dad, you left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back now. And I'll, I'll bring them back some, uh, you know, filet mignon. So they'll be happy. It's a good way to get good meals at a cheap price without cooking. So anyways, that's what I got. Nice. I love that. And I, I want to say I want to uh, thank Dennis, even though he didn't say Merry Christmas back to me. Oh, um, I would. It's it's fine. I'll get over <laughs> it. That's what the steps are for. So um, I'm just I'm just testing your patience I think, no, and your you acceptance. Did, you did good. I got some acceptance. Um, so within the last week, um, Dennis and I were trying to figure out what I could do for work. There's usually some charity that I I tried to do something for and was able to uh, stay up for almost just under two days to help out um, a, a charity that I didn't even know about. And I'm so grateful that a I'm in the best shape of my life this past year and my body was able to hold up and B that I can be used as a channel to actually get that. Cause I can tell you, I would never even think, uh, of doing anything like that, uh, before. Um, and so I have a lot of gratitude. I usually do around like Thanksgiving and Christmas because I know that none of that really would have been possible before. But, um, this last week was just like, just the, the outpouring of appreciation that the community had for people that really, really need it, um, was something that was pretty, pretty great so i want to thank uh dennis as far as listening to some of the ideas that i had and kind of concocting some ideas and some of them were actually utilized um which dennis didn't think was actually going to be but 
I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I'll send you the video. <laughs> um, so that was great. And then leading into, uh, I think we talked a little bit last week about the plan for uh, for Christmas. I, I'm kind of excited. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be able to uh, show up and uh, be present in the morning to something that the last couple of years I haven't been able to be present to a meeting in the morning on Christmas because my daughter was last year one and a half and the year before that six months. So I had to kind of like make sure that she was okay. And now that I don't have her till the afternoon, I could actually be there for, um, you know, other alcoholics that are also making sure that they put the program first. You know, uh, if I had her like next year, I'm sure I'll be able to join, uh, you know, James and T on the, the zoom meeting and make that like actually something, you know, uh, it's pretty cool, right? Like what an unbelievable uh, life that we have to be able to experience and, and know that, uh, having that plan is, is so important. So appreciate you guys with it and hope everybody that's listening has a great holiday season and uh, even into the new year, uh, you know, next week, I guess would be uh, new year's Eve. So there'll be a new uh, topic and set of hurdles, but this was something that Dennis, I think wanted to talk about probably the last 67 episodes. Uh <laughs> to bring this into the podcast. So I'm, I'm going to hand the phone to you and I'm going to, I'm going to hand this to you. All right. And you can, you can talk. What are we, what am I supposed to talk about? Rudolph. Oh, Rudolph, Rudolph Giuliani. Oh no, 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 no. Have you uh, watched Rudolph recently? No. I guess we, y'all, y'all just wanted topics that had a, and I was like, let's do topics that have a Christmas theme. And I, and, and Rudolph was the first thing that came into my mind. But, you know, I, I can relate to the story. Like, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. COVID. <laughs> COVID. It's not COVID. It's, it's, my, it's a vape cough, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you um, could say it's a fake Huh? Vape. Okay. Because I quit smoking, but I still vape. One day, I'll conquer it much, all. Much, much better. Um, but I, I think I, I think Rudolph, like the story of Rudolph, is is somewhat relevant, right? I think me personally, I can relate to the idea of being younger and not fitting in you know, and not being a part of something. And it was kind of like, you know, this early preteen teenager, like almost sense of identity. And where I found that was in like the drinking and drugging, you know, I was a, one of those outcasts that like, you know, would be behind the auditorium smoking cigarettes and smoking pot and skipping class and, you know, like really found what I thought was a place where I belonged in that kind of outcast kind of mentality. Um, of course, going down that road of, you know, you can hear my story on episode two, 
my shameless plug um that you know eventually like going down that path you know led to like bad things so then almost like in my you know late 20s early 30s and stuff like that i kind of came to the realization not even the same realization well i guess the realization of that like what like that life wasn't working for me and then so now i'm stuck at that precipice again of of you know, well, where do I belong? I obviously don't belong here in living this way. And then it wasn't until, you know, I found my way to Alcoholics Anonymous where I found a lot of the answers to the questions I had. I found a place where I was accepted, loved unconditionally, and then even celebrated for like some of my defaults or whatever and things that like stood out you know like other people didn't accept or whatever and i i think that's a great parallel for rudolph although rudolph didn't have the same drinking career that i had or, or drugging career you know he 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 dipped in the eggnog a little bit or whatever but i can relate to his story in the same sense that i relate to every one te- that tells a story on this podcast or in meetings or whatever is, is we might have a different background, we might have different character defects and stuff, but ultimately we all know that same pain and that same sense of, of wanting to be a part of something that's greater than ourselves and being accepted for who we are, you know? So that's where the idea of this topic comes from. And, and I would love to hear what you guys think of it. Oh, and Merry Christmas, Mike. Oh, Thanks. Is there, is there a particular uh, question that you want to want to pose for us to jump into? Well, I mean, what is, what is like your experience with like that kind of feeling of being younger and uh, not being accepted for who you were and trying to find a place to fit in? Yeah. And whether it did alcohol play a part in that or a temporary solution for that. Sure. I actually watched, uh, I watched the movie. I know we, we actually researched out that the song came before the movie by a couple of years. Right. You remember what yeah, the dates were? It was like 49 versus like 68 or something. Okay. Yeah. So, but the movie dives into it more cause it's, I don't know what 48, um, like the, I love the claymation movie. I actually have the fiftieth. Sixty four was the television show, the claymation. Movie. Yeah, so we're that's sixty four. So we're coming on to the sixtieth anniversary, or almost closer to that. Um, and I think it's so important to. I always say, you go into an AA meeting, and it kind of looks like the land of misfit toys, you know, like a lot of that. And there was actually a guy whose name was Jack and they would always call him Jack in the box. And I'm like, why, why is it Jack in the box? What is that there? You're pointing to Dennis. My tattoo of a Jack in the box. Is that, is that why? No, that, your story isn't about me. I just happen <laughs> to have a tattoo of a Jack in the box. <laughs> I, I just figured you liked that fast food place that they have in, out in LA. I've never had it. You heard it? I've heard of yeah. it, but I've never been to LA. So I don't yeah. So a friend of mine, whose name was Jack, we call it, they would always call him Jack in the Box. And I, it was part of my home group for a year and a half before I moved. 
And the last day, I'm like, hey, why does everybody call Jack Jack of the Box? And they're like, oh, it's because of Land of Misfit Toys. You know, the the Jack in the Box that, um, what what does it do? It doesn't pop out, right? At the time, do you remember, Dennis? I don't know that. Something like that, yeah. So I just, uh, I think it's very poignant that just like any relationship, you kind of, I look at it like I see a AA meeting, maybe before that I came into the rooms, I would look at it and say, oh, yeah, those people are, you know, they have problems, issues. But I actually now see it as people that are actually willing to, in some regard, step up and and take those on and know that, hey, I might not know how to get through this. But sharing it, what sharing at a meeting does is if somebody shares, like today, someone in the meeting shared about how they had a bunch of time and then they went out and now they have a good amount of time again. And that's that's significant, right? Because then that shows that, hey, I am, uh, what's, the, what's the term? Not foilable. Do you know the... Foil. I don't know. I'm trying to come up. I'm trying to expand my vocabulary poorly. Foil ball. Um, fo- that's it. Um, and that's what we are, right? Like we, we're we're human. So the fact of the matter is, I think a lot of us think that we're really special and unique, and maybe we're told that by our parents and different people in our lives when we're younger that our story's original. And it is slightly insulting when you come into the rooms and they go, "Oh yeah." Nah, you're not the first person that's done that. This guy did it. Oh, I did this twice. You did this. But there's... I think you're special, Mike. Yeah. Well, you're not helping me. You're not helping me out, Dennis. So I think it's important to know that, yeah, you're special, but you're also not unique in that other people have gone through things and there are plenty of suggestions uh, in the rooms to like get you through that. So that way you feel more like blitzen than you do rudolph that you know you can see it in the beginning of the film in the song he thanks himself as his special thing which is special to him his nose glows right but everybody is special in their own right and has their thing that makes them special and it doesn't mean that he has to be uh an outcast you know, and that's why I think it's so great when he finds a bunch of other outcasts uh, that he can actually grow and go, you know what? Everybody has their thing, why they don't fit in, but together they fit in. So I think I think that that's what I get out of it. How about you, James? Um, well, you know, this is a great movie. I've been watching it since I was a child. And, um, you know, I think it's just... Um, a story of redemption for if all, if not all, all of the characters, really. So you got what Rudolph, who who Santa says with his own words that you know he's not going to make the team with that red nose. Like how horrible is that? Come on, Santa. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That guy, man. <laughs> and then you've got the little elf Hermes. He. You know, they're making all these elves be be toy makers, but he just wants to be a dentist. 
you've got a whole island of misfit toys. You've got an abominable, an abominable snowman that is completely misunderstood. And um, you go through this whole film, and I'm just going to heavy spoilers here. At the end, everyone ends up it's, apologizing. It's too new. Be careful. There might everyone be people in the world that haven't seen it. To, to Rudolph. He ends up leading the team because of his red nose, which he was trying to hide. Um, the prospector, he he ends up taming the abominable, abominable snowman. And that, I think he was a tree trimmer now. Um, all the boys, <laughs> they, get, they get homes. And, um, you know, it's just a, a whole... And everyone says they're sorry that I mentioned that. So it's it's definitely a story of redemption. And um, that ties in with, you know, my life in particular completely. Because, you know, I lived on my self-will for over two decades, you know, just trying and failing, doing it my way, you know, not succeeding at life, drowning my sorrows in drugs and alcohol. And, um, you know... I, I was redeemed. I, I found the love of my Lord and Savior, and I was able to really change the way that I thought about the world and thought about other people. And now I'm on a path to glory. I'm just, I have completely been redeemed, and it's its all because of my higher power. And, you know, it's truly a remarkable um, way to live nowadays. And, you know, so when I look at this story, I, I see redemption. What do you guys think? Well, my big question is, so all the reindeer in the reindeer games? Yes. The ones that didn't make the team, like, you know, it was the short-lived best friendship, but between Rudolph and Fireball. I mean, we know what happened to Fireball. He made a whiskey, right? <laughs> that's that's where he what went. It? He started in the candy Horrible game. Stuff. He made... made Made the little fireballs, you know, the cinnamon candies. And then he hit 21 and he immediately just was like, oh, going to kind of go into this, right? Is that what you think, Dennis? I'm not going to acknowledge that. No. You're not Okay. But everybody that every reindeer that flies, they don't make the team. So what do they end up doing? They, they go in the curling team. Well, the elves have to eat. Oh no. no! I enjoy that quite a bit. I enjoy they that quite a, a bit. Uh, they don't have a lot of vegetables. <laughs> Christmas Eve, come on. Which um, so do you identify more with Rudolph? Because for me, uh, Herbie, right? Is it Hermie or Herbie? Hermie. 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 I I identify more with him than I do, and maybe it's because I'm not a reindeer. You know, and I feel more like an elf, but I think it's it's funny that his in particular, because there's a lot of my friends inside and outside the rooms, even if they're creative people um, that have said to me that I need a, a an actual job and that, you know, my career and my focus and everything else. You know, that I essentially should build toys and have a serious thing, but I just want to be a dentist. You know, I want to go the opposite way. And 
I used to have a really, really tough time with that because I'm not, I, I guess I was career focused, but I was creatively career focused where I wanted that to be uh, the main thing. And I could identify a lot with, well, why do I have to do that? You know, like why, why do I have to choose that? Just because everybody else says that you need to do it. And I think there's people in many different professions that they have people second guessing, whether it's, um, whether it's, whether it's anything. I mean, we have friends that, uh, travel around and get to do things and have, uh, you know, jobs that they're not at home. You know, there's a lot of traveling salesmen. It's like, well, you can't do that and be a good parent. It's like, says who, you know? So there's a lot of restrictions and I like the fact that he knew, Hey, you know what? I actually can have a, a job that can bring happiness to me and other people because there's a lot of dolls that have super messed up teeth. And maybe he's the reason why some dolls were born with Invisalign. So that way it straightens them out. I forgot to mention that he was also redeemed. They, at the very end, they're like, okay, you could open up a dentist office for the elves after Christmas. So he, he was redeemed too. He got what he wanted. He got to stay with his brothers and he got his dentist office opened. Yeah, I don't think that's how that ended. That is how that ended. That was the bonus scenes. If you say so. I do. Yeah, I mean, we we, we just did. So, um, what else you got? What else you got, Dennis? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I had something, and then y'all went <laughs> off the rails. How do we go off the rails? This is the um. Yeah, how about Yukon Cornelius? Okay, so that guy, he was he was totally fine. I couldn't identify with the fact that he was totally fine and just isolating to himself the entire time because he didn't have anybody else. It was just him. Well, I think I I think the story with him is he, he did that himself. You know, he spent his whole life trying to find silver and gold, right? Uh, And in the process of that became isolated, you know, and it's kind of like take that parallel and put it with drinking is, you know, we, we chase the drink and the drug, which is the wrong thing to chase. And as a byproduct of that, we become more and more isolated and more and more alone, not fitting into the world around us. And I think that's what happened with him. It's just the gold and the silver was his vice instead of, you know, the drink. Sweet. I like that. Any uh, any other points, James? This might be a shorter episode because a lot of people are, uh, you know, getting ready for Christmas. And I think that's fine, too. Um, no, it was just a wonderful stop motion animation. That led into one of my favorite movies of all time, The Nightmare Before Christmas. But we can get into that another time. Oh, yeah. And we, we totally will. I did see, I thought it was amazing that the for every second, there's 28. And maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong, Dennis, as you know, from the film stuff. It's 24. 20, oh, I thought it was 28. 24. 20, so 24 frames per every second. 
of that, and it was 48 minutes long. So a couple years. That's simple math. Simple math, Dennis. How many total frames would that be? Like 10 or 15. 10 or 15 total. I don't know if that 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 doesn't seem right. 60 times 24. That's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of work. Yeah, you got to carry the one. And you yeah. got. That went into you guys that. remember when it, it came out when we were kids? It, it came out like once, once it only came out one time during the Christmas season, and you had to be there like on a Friday night to watch it. <laughs> on ABC, yeah, now now it shows on. You can find it anywhere. So, but it was now it's yeah. streaming. <laughs> I got it on DVD, guys. If you want to oh. borrow it, I don't believe in the stream thing. Yeah, what do you mean, future? It's the future. I, I I think there's two points that I want to bring back up. Dennis. We didn't um, talk about the well, one, Lion, Moon Racer. Well one I well first before we get to that, at the beginning, Donner, his father, right? When Santa tells him that he's not allowed to be on on the team or whatever because of his nose, Donner doesn't like accept him. He like puts mud on his face and is like, pretend to be someone you're not, son, <laughs> if you want to fit into this world. And I think that's like really messed up. You don't think that's a, that's not a good thing to teach? No, I think that's very, I think Donner was being a douche, which well, I mean, they... how many people has their dad on their fourth step? I think that's relatable. Um, but then fast forward and we meet Clarice. Uh, she's so beautiful. Um, and then like, you know, Rudolph falls in love with her and then he starts to fly or whatever and the and the fake nose comes off or whatever. And then she didn't like scorn him and stuff. That she like accepted him for who he was and you know, like the rest of the movie plays out and they're still together and whatnot. And I think it's a good contrast between like the societal love and, and image that we are pushed onto us and then coming into the rooms, the unconditional love that we get from the people around us. I think it's a interesting facet to point out. And the ladies love if you're yourself, right? Also, if your dad's famous. I guess. I don't know. What do you think was most appealing about Rudolph to Clarice? A banana. Probably his (laughs) horns. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. They They were large. Did it appealing? (laughs) <laughs> i do like oh, that i didn't get it but i like it. you thought i was talking about something else <laughs> i did I, I do like i do like that dennis just keeps bringing it back you know he keeps it keeps it centered it's it's enjoyable you know yeah I, i'm trying well here. if you remember yeah. like rudolph he left for three years and then his parents, they felt so bad they went looking for him and then they got they got cornered in the cave by the Clarice was there too. Oh yeah, by the by the snowman. Remember that? So mm. he felt bad, like, oh I was such a douche to my son. Let me go find him. And then he almost died. Was it three years? It was three years yeah. he was gone? Yep. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. The prodigal they had, son. To, they had to fast forward it to being a young adult. You know, in The Lion King, they did it in one song, and in this, they just did it in a couple of cuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's so tough to, to understand because I, I did see a fun fact that the snowman, so Burr Lives does the voice 
of the snowman, the, na- the narrator, I guess you could say. You know what the snowman's name was? What? Sam. Oh, yeah. Yep. So Sam, the snowman, he's got a watch that's tucked in his pocket. And it's tough to know that three years went by because that watch says two o'clock the entire time. It never moves. Well, it was just a daily check-in, you know, so like. So it was like a journal entry? On. Yeah, yeah. And Sam was a very punctual snowman. So every day at two o'clock, he chimed in. Oh, here's an update. Here's what's happening. I love I love I also love that we have an audience. We sound like so funny. Uh, <laughs> and you guys ever, have you guys seen Elf? It was directly uh inspired by this this show. Says who? The the stump motion snowman that was in the beginning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And what about Nope, never seen it's a new movie? Is it on Hulu as well? No, Elf with Will Ferrell. Oh, I thought he said Elk. I thought he was talking about... Did you watch Claws? No, James? but I saw it. I'll watch it with the boy. The, the animated film that came out last year. It's so good. It's so well done. Is it a Don Bluth? It's a great... Is it what? Don Bluth? No, it's a separate... You, you just asked if it was John Wilkes Booth? No, Don Bluth. He did The Land Before Time, America. Uh, Don Bluth hasn't had a movie come out in a while, like years. I thought, but this is redemption a movie. This guy named Sergio something, which is actually interesting. He started it like he's an animator that worked on you know like some Disney stuff and DreamWorks stuff and stuff like that. But him and his buddies like started kind of crowdfunding this movie like years ago and i remember watching it because i follow a bunch of artists on like facebook and social media and stuff and this particular guy like came up with this idea and he's you know he's a character designer and an animator so he started like designing the characters for it they wrote the script and they kind of started crowdfunding it and like you know five years later like It finally came out on Netflix and stuff. So it was interesting to see the progress just from this guy's idea, posting drawings on Facebook to developing it and getting other people involved in it. And he actually directed it. And it's a great freaking movie. It's so good. I'll check it out. Thank you, Dennis. You're welcome. I think I I, want to set a goal for us. Okay. I know none of us have done claymation movies before. So it's going to be a bit a bit of a challenge. We should put out some sort of a Christmas movie next year at the end of 2021. Very well. That's that's claymation. Oh, well, so hey, I'm going to thing is doable. We could do that. Claymation's a whole nother monster. Thing. All right. Well, I tried. It's just well, going to be a regular movie. We could just movie. do a one minute one, Dennis. One. We'll do a one, one minute, minute Christmas card. All right, I think you should take the lead on this one then. <laughs> he doesn't like the idea. <laughs> I I like the idea of like, like let's make a movie, but I don't like claymation's a whole. That's a whole other story. That's a whole different production process and different art. Different. You're letting everybody down. It's okay. Well, 
if if you want to talk about how let down you are, you can reach out to us at the underscore characters on Twitter. And make sure you, you send it Dennis's way. You stole my job. You're like, here, do this impossible job that will look bad because you don't know how to do it. Oh, and by the way, I'm taking your other job. You're no longer our Twitter promoter. Thanks, guys. I, I wanted, Merry Christmas, everyone. I wanted you to be surprised that I actually got it right. You well, did then, get it right. I am proud of you. It's at the characters underscore defective. Nope. Uh, at the underscore characters. Okay, you you got it back. Well, I um I'm really excited what we have coming up next week. I don't even know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be leading into 2021, a year that Dennis has been waiting for the last at least 300 days, right? Yeah. A good 300 days I've been waiting for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's good. Um, uh, last, uh, Merry Christmas to you, James. I'm very grateful Merry that, Christmas uh, to you, Mike. that you have been a, a great example for me of how to uh, step out of the last six months with a positive light and uh, look ahead to a holiday tomorrow that is going to be uh, full of everything that I need and nothing that I don't. So I'm thankful for you. And Dennis, ah, where to begin? Where to begin? I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm going to be able to hang out on Christmas Day with you uh, tomorrow. It's going to be a really good time. And we've done many walks around the lake that uh, would have been uh, very alone if you weren't uh, to my left-hand side or my right-hand side, depending on where people were walking on the walking path. And Dennis, thanks. Okay. I'm thankful that you got a new computer for your Christmas present and you can play Minecraft with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thankful for you. Let's, let's see what Santa brings. Aww. Did you ask for anything? That'd be nice. You didn't huh? ask for anything for Christmas, did you? No, I don't get gifts for Christmas. I don't do that. <laughs> um, Christmas is about the kids, not about the adults. Yes. But, um, no, I, I think this has been a great Christmas holiday. I've, I'm glad that y'all entertained my Christmas ideas on the podcast. And I think that's great. And I think, you know, because our second Christmas together, I'm, I'm kind of upset we didn't have a Christmas party like last year. Because that was so fun. With all the eggnog and the food and the tree. We don't have a tree this year in the studio. That's kind of mm-hmm. sad. But, oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, let's wrap it up, guys. Uh, we will be back that next great Christmas Thursday. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience directly to help with you on episode 68 with the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects or moods. Remember? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and they shouted out with glee. I forgot I was supposed to do a Rudolph quote. <laughs> Uh, you'll go down in history. That's you kind of gave two. You, you're just singing the song. Sure, we we botched the quote thing, but remember, leave carrots and apples out for Rudolph, not just cookies for Santa. And we'll see you next time.